Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, joining me right now is immigration lawyer Harjap Singh Bangal. Good morning to you, Harjap. Are you well? Morning, Julia. Really lovely to talk to you. Um, so, look, Prime Minister very much on the back foot for a lot of the week, gets his bill through, but certainly he's walking wounded right now. Now there's going to be a battle in the House of Lords. He's tried to get on the front foot today, saying, you know, look, we've got it through. It's all down to the Lords. You know, I represent the will of the British people. Labour haven't got a plan. The Lords are going to try and stop it, but we need to get this through. I mean, realistically, even if the bill gets through, what's the earliest we are likely to ever see, if at all, a plane taken off with even one Channel Migrant on it? Possibly about June, I would reckon, um, the timetable is. So obviously that's why the election is going to happen a bit later. So yeah. the Conservatives can declare this whole thing a success. But like you said, even if it's just one person on there paying 400 odd million for one person to go to Rwanda and hoping that on the day that the d- d- bill was passed yesterday, actually about 350 migrants crossed the channel yeah. um, on eight different boats. So uh, I, I was about to say deterrent as the government claim it is, I don't think it is. The gangs don't seem to think so. They don't no. care. Um, you know, they, they don't care about the consequences. They're still making money. Nothing in the bill in how they're going cont- uh, to catch the gangs. Nothing about uh, giving them life sentences as it should be. In fact, the home office tweet um, yesterday was claiming victory that they'd caught a person um, trying to smuggle a Vietnamese lady into the UK. And were actually boasting about the fact that he had got 30 months, only 30 yeah. months, and he'll be out in 15 uh, months, and that's about just over a year. You know, that's nothing to boast about. That's not a deterrent. If anything, that encourages people thinking, I can make a few millions and yeah. still only go down for a year. Yeah, yeah, but, but, also, no, but also, the people making the millions, they don't get caught. They're not the people, you know, driving the lorries or on the beaches with these dinghies, are they? They're, they're, they're way back. They're living in their, their luxury homes somewhere miles away, but raking in the money. I mean, look, you, 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 know, you, you say you, just, you haven't got much hope on this, and I, certainly it's one of my arguments that even if, even if there weren't the legal challenges, even if these boats did actually uh, get, you know, even if the people did, who arrived on the boats did actually get sent around, in terms of the numbers who we would ever likely see, it's so minimal, it's not enough of a deterrent, and certainly not for people who are willing to take the risk on a dinghy. Um, but we had the extraordinary situation yesterday where the president of Rwanda said uh, you know, to a reporter from Britain, well, you know, if, if no one ever comes to Rwanda, we'll hand the money back. I mean, well, he even he might. doesn't think he's it's going to happen. Yeah, he said we might. So, and, and uh, in fact, in the in the deal that's been signed, Julia, this was so clumsy of this government. There was no provisio for that, so we can't enforce it. So it's down to him. He might give us a fiver back. He might just give us two ninety nine. 
Right. To, to um, be fair to, to the Rwandan go... government, if we can't get our werewolf all up to send these people, but they've had to you know, prepare accommodation and, and go through a load of legals at their end, uh, you know, well, it's, it's, it's our fault, not theirs. We've got a contract. Just because we can't keep our end up doesn't mean uh, they, should, uh, they shouldn't get to keep the dosh. I would suggest exactly. we need to get our act together. Yeah. Um, what do you make of the reports today about... Um, and it's something that the Home Office Minister, Chris Philp, has been talking about, that actually you know, they've managed to cut the number of hotels, because I think some 50 fewer hotels are now being used to house migrants. People have been moved out, although other reports suggest that actually they might have been moved out of some hotels. That's just been moved to, to other hotels, maybe, maybe two or three to a room instead of one to a room, who knows. But actually we are still paying millions upon millions upon millions every single day to house these people. And none of these people realistically will end up in Rwanda. They came long before this bill was ever even, you know, twinkle in anyone's eye. Well, if we go by the Home Office acceptance rate, out of these people, probably about 60% will be end up being granted asylum. The only reason they're being housed is the fact the Home Office hasn't given them a decision and they're taking up to a year, year and a half to make that decision. Now, if you're going to let them stay anyway, surely give them the permission to stay straight away and give them permission to work so that they can feed themselves and house themselves and there wouldn't be a burden on, on the government. So that crisis of the hotels is self-made by this government. Yeah. If you know someone's from Syria or from Iran and you can't send them back, why wait a year and a half for, to tell them, all right, you can stay here and now we can work but, and that time we'll house you. Thing, you might as well just let them stay from day dot. Our rate of acceptance for people is, is much higher um, than, than, than in many other mainland countries in Europe. Um, where supposedly they are very welcoming, like Germany, to, to, to migrants. A lot of these people will be granted the right to stay here, even though they've actually failed in asylum bids, not just not just pass through, but failed in asylum bids in, in other countries. But also, from what I can understand, actually, a lot of these people, they have the right to stay here, but actually, cause, it's kind of because the Home Office has given up. It's not because they've been... Yes, we believe you are 100% someone who is in need of asylum, you are under persecution. The Home Office just basically gives them the right to stay, and they just kind of... Just you know, tick, done, get you off our books, which is not what the British people want. I, I, I don't think it's sort of that is the whole argument here. The fact is, if you come from a war-torn country, there's no way the Home Office can send you back. The other thing is, if we don't have return agreements with countries, we can't send people back. The other thing, uh, and the key thing is, our return rate is poor and it's gone down. We need to know why that's gone down. Why has that gone down from 2010, from 60,000 people? Why was there only 3,000 enforced removals in 2022? This is this government's doing. There's no specific yeah. unit to send people back. And it's taking ages to decide well, well, cases. Why, well, why, do you, why, do you think, why do you think that's happened? Because a lot of people say, oh, post-Brexit, those numbers plummeted long before well, we had well, Brexit enacted happened. or even before the Brexit vote. Why, why has that happened? Well, I know why it's happened, and I'll tell you why it's happened. Because every year, the Home Affairs Select Committee tells us the Home Office is not fit for purpose. What you're doing is putting a load on a load-bearing wall, which is not fit for purpose, which has got cracks on it. So you're putting a roof on a building, of all the walls are decimated, and hoping that the roof stays up when you know it isn't. It's the walls that cannot hold the strain. What you've got to do is invest in the Home Office, go to go to scratch, basically, rebuild your systems again and put someone in charge who actually knows what they're doing. Yeah. We've had more um, ministers of the Home Office, you know, than we've had people sent to Rwanda. And yeah. that, that is crazy if you think about it. Yeah. We've spent 400 million for what? For absolutely nothing. When we could have invested that in the system, sped up all these claims and reduced the backlog correctly, not just say we have and then find out later that actually we haven't really, the figures have been massaged. 
get all of this done properly, we could open a processing centre in France and process them there, offshore, so we, we can speed up all of this and deter um, people smugglers. And more importantly, we can actually get the gangs, set up elite units, 400 million. You could have set up 200 Marines, go and get these gangs, put them in jail. We yeah. can find bin Laden. We can fund wars. We can find Saddam Hussein and Gaddafi who are holed up in strongholds and bring them to trial in front of international courts. We can't find gangs that operate on our shores in front of us using the same routes from Calais yeah. to Dover. It's literally the, the same beaches. Years, yeah. It is beyond belief, Julia. But, that, but that's beyond what belief. shows us there isn't the political will. A lot of people certainly say when it comes to the Home Office, needing to actually split that department up and say so you've got one, one government department with one cabinet minister responsible for dealing with uh, the, the immigration issue, legal and illegal, but none of the other sides of security. Although, of course, we know they're all very tied in. It's always so good to talk to you. Immigration lawyer Hajap Singh Bangal, thank you for yeah. that. TV. Now, the government is moving in the wrong direction when it comes to its violence environmental targets. That's according to a Watchdog report, which has been cited by Labour today. Joining me now to discuss this is Tom Burke. He's chair of E3G Environmental Think Tank. He's also a former government advisor. Uh, good morning to you, Tom. Morning, Julia. Morning. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Um, this report from the Office for Environmental Protection says the government's largely off track on its environment. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Environmental targets. Lots of policies have been announced. They're not implemented. It's their second annual report. And they say things like ensuring, I mean, this is really basic stuff, clean air, clean water, minimising waste. We're talking about fly tipping today, by the way, and adapting to climate change. They say it's either static or moving in the wrong direction. Do you agree? Yeah, I do agree, actually. And interestingly, I watched your uh, previous item on fly tipping. And one of the things that people don't know about that is the extent to which there's an organised crime component of that, which, uh, again, the Environment Agency has been very slow to follow up on and do something about. Uh, a lot of that fly tipping is not done by individuals taking on their own domestic rubbish. Quite a lot of it is actually uh, uh, organised crime, getting rid of domestic, commercial or industrial waste in, in exactly that illegal way. Yeah. But, yeah, the government is uh, on the general environmental performance. It's rather the same old story. Big headlines, small difference. It promised on its election manifesto that it would leave the environment in a better state than it inherited. And as this report makes very clear, 
it's failing to do that. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, most people, when they're asked in polls, you know, people, and people often say it's because people are concerned about climate change. People are concerned about the environment. They want to have clean rivers. They want to have clean beaches to swim in. We've seen a huge number of uh, just horrible amounts of sewage uh, going into our, uh, our, our water uh, in, in recent years and pretty much no one doing anything about it. And they want the countryside to look clean and lovely. And they don't understand why this isn't just done automatically. Who's responsible for this stuff and why are they failing? Well, I think you're exactly right about that, about where the people of this country stand. And I think the people responsible are largely politicians. It's not that we don't have the capability in our government to deal with these problems, but that capability is going to be used if governments actually choose to use it. And that's been true, by the way, across the political spectrum. But is it, is it about Labour. money or is it about political will? Is it one of those things where it's like dredging the rivers and a floodplain? Like actually, it just becomes a low priority and then it doesn't get done. Uh, it's not only about money. Money, money does matter. Money is part of it. We've under, we've cut the, for instance, the resources available to the Environment Agency by about forty percent in real terms since 2010. But that was building on other cuts that had happened before. But it's also about the amount of attention that politicians pay to the issue and how much attention, if you like, they are giving it in the headlines, so that, yeah. that, that uh, there's a response by the bureaucrats, by the local officials, by businesses for the prominence the issue has. But, that's it, but no one really that, cares about it until it's a problem, whereas actually a lot of this work is long-term. It's not sexy, is it? You haven't sort of... You sort well, of haven't really got anything to show for it at the end. You haven't got, like, a big, you know, glamorous new building or a railway line. You've just got not having a problem. And voters tend not to reward you for that. And I think you're right about that, and it is because it's a kind of incremental change, that kind of like a progressive disease that kills you bit by bit so you don't deal with it. But a lot of that responsibility lies with uh, editors. I think there's quite a lot of good journalism out there picking up in these stories, but it doesn't get the kind of prominence yeah. and consistency of treatment uh, in, in the, particularly the print media that it needs to get. If we, you're going we, to need, get a we need to response. make it more prominent, indeed. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, short but sweet. Thank you very much, Tom Burke, their chair of the E3G Environmental Think Tank. There's a, there's a lot of money in those think tanks, you know, but I'm sure they don't. <laughs> not, but, but, it, but people do care about the environment. They, they do. You know, two weeks ago, I saw a seal in the Thames at London Bridge, and that brought a big smile to my face. Yep. And that, you know, that reflects that there's fish in there, yep. and the Thames is cleaned up and all the rest of it. Yep. So the environment... We have much cleaner air. One of it's Sadiq Khan and other mayors And say. the environment is critically important to us. Yeah, it, it is. And again, people don't care about it until they do, like exactly. a lot of issues. And again, I do... One of my big issues with civil servants who carry, carry out a lot of this stuff, and also uh, politicians, is they don't care about the stuff that really matters until it's on the front pages, like the post office scandal or whatever. Yeah. Um, and actually, I want them to just be quietly getting on with this stuff uh, the rest of the time. Anyway, uh, thank you very much indeed uh, to Tom Burke and to Philip Um I also want to talk about um, Davos. Um, mm. It's been ongoing, I think, since Tuesday. The private jets started arriving at the weekend on Monday. It's always loaded private jets. Um, COP2. COP, yeah, <laughs> COP2. I mean, it is ridiculous. The party continues. I mean, it's absolutely fascinating. It's the, it's the great of the good. We've got Jeremy Hunt, the Chancellor's out there. Uh, Rachel Reeves, uh, the, the, the Shadow Chancellor, uh, she's been out there for days on end. Of course. Um, and they're, everyone's glad-handing. And there's a lot of talk about it. I think the... the, the, the uh, the the, 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 what the slogan this year is restoring trust. It's like, look, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't think the World Economic Forum are plotting to take us over or anything. I don't think they're capable of it. But it is a bunch of very rich people, big multinational companies, big banks, big business and politicians, kind of, and, and these big philanthropists who all think they know better than us. 
let's get together and we'll solve the world's problems. Don't worry about the little votary people. Yeah. It, it is. Um, and there's two things to it. There's this just continuous party that's going on. You look at what's on the press. It seems to be a continuous um, debauch party that, that's happening. Behind the but scenes. There, you know, it is a forum for getting you know, decision makers from different countries around the world and some of those countries that wouldn't ordinarily get to speak to others into a room where we have global issues that need to be discussed. They need to be discussed. I just do worry about the backroom deals. I really do. I also want to play you a clip. I mean, this is just, this tells you everything about <laughs> Davos and also the, the virtue signaling nonsense that they do while they get their private jets and, uh, and, in, and, and the like. Um, but this is the closing portion of a climate panel at the World Economic Forum in Davos in Switzerland. This is Chief Patani... Hawanawa, Hawanawa, I think, is from the Hawanawa tribe in the Amazon, Brazil. She's asking for unity of purpose to protect and heal the planet. Her tribe has lived in harmony with nature for thousands of years. Let's have a little watch and a listen. If you're just listening, it's a lady dressed up in um, some sort of traditional dress uh, of her Amazon tribe. You, you, don't, uh, you don't speak the lingo then? I don't know. That, that, that was, it was yeah, fascinating what not, you were saying you, about the. Do translate, <laughs> do translate. But basically, it was all about, you know, again, this. this Abject nonsense that people living, scrabbling a living in, in, with, with nature, are living in harmony with nature. And that's what we're all going to get back. These people, I mean, then, and then goes along and sort of kisses each person and gives them all, um, you know, blessings or whatever. I mean, I'm not trying to be rude about someone's beliefs and everything, but this is quasi-religious nonsense. At a World Economic Forum in Davos, where everyone has got a private jet in and is in lovely heated accommodation... Because because it's cold outside, it's snowing, uh, because we don't live in harmony with nature. We have brilliant technology as human beings where we can overcome the risks of nature, whether it's whether it's warm weather, whether it's wet weather, whether it's the cold, whether it's whatever. Um, and, but this is the kind of nonsense they get up to to virtue signal when they all go off and then drink champagne by, you know, by another private jet. It is, but you know, where else could someone from a tribe that doesn't know how to interact, doesn't know how international order works in many ways, gets the opportunity to go and sit down and talk to some of the world leaders? And, and, and to put, put that... I, I'm <coughs> going to gonna be, bring... I'm gonna be honest, I don't care what someone from an Amazon tribe thinks about um, the climate and... I, I'm sorry, but, I don't. But they care. I don't. So it's, so it's no, giving, they it's give, no, they don't. It's giving, they it's pretend them a, to care. It's, well, it's giving them a bit of a stage. So they've never had a stage anywhere else. So I, I think there can be some good out of it. But the whole thing is just a continuation. Like COP, it's a yeah. continuation of but big expensive But someone wants to invite me, nothing. I am happy to go to a ski <laughs> resort and drink champagne and go on someone's private jet any day of the week. But I won't be a hypocrite about it. That's the difference. Now... now uh, Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.